Ready? Yes, sir. What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with a new episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 53. A lot of couple of things. Well, I don't even know if that made sense. A lot of couple of things. A lot of things happened over the weekend. Like we always say, there's always things happening every day, actually. Yep. But uh, one of the things that happened last week after we recorded was... Um, I believe we recorded, when was it? On a Wednesday? No, no, it wasn't on a Wednesday. It must have been on a Tuesday. Yeah, it was on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it was on a Tuesday. Which was on a Tuesday. Tuesday because I went to the Rangers game you on went Wednesday. The following day, yes. So that's why I was wanted to mention. You went to, it wasn't opening day, but opening week. Yeah, yeah. And um, for those who don't know, we are recording this in Dallas, right? So we know that there's a new stadium here in Arlington, the Globe Life Field. Now, the new home of the Texas Rangers. And you got to experience it. Not only that, but before that, on Monday, was opening day uh-huh. here in Arlington. That shit was packed. Stupid packed. Ridiculous packed. You know what's the funny thing? It was expensive, too. The Rangers aren't even good. No. People just wanted to get out there and watch a baseball game. Even though the the, the Rangers lost. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe that crowd was out there to see. Um, you know what? I think the Rangers have. I think the Rangers fans are more loyal oh. than the Mavs fans. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Why do you say that? Because there's a lot of older fans that oh, yeah, that are true. that are. I think baseball fans are more more of a diehard fans. Well, you know they they call baseball America's pastime. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, I don't know if this is would be a good saying, but it's like when you have nothing to do, watch baseball. Yeah. So. I mean, the, but, but, uh, the age demographic when it comes to baseball opposed to basketball, basketball is more of a, would you say it's like a new, for the new generation type? No, but I think basketball is more... Because baseball is more uh, traditional. Yeah. That's what I mean. And it's not a fast sport. Yeah, no, it, and, and it relates more to the to the... To the elder yeah. people that have been watching baseball for years, that that baseball doesn't really change. It usually stays to what it is. It's very vanilla, I guess yeah. you can say. It is for for what it's been, but I think now it's transitioning into something that people don't like. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what I mean by people is like um, the people, like the elderly people, the one that are the people that are used to it being a certain way. You know, people the the people that are usually. This is not the baseball way. Like they, they, they don't want to move on and and um, evolve. They don't want to see the evolution of baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Which baseball is in mad and in dear need of e- evolution, because baseball is like one of the oldest sports in the game. But now there's a lot of personalities in baseball. Now there's a lot of stars. Yes, you before got- it was just like Yankees or whoever the Cubs or whoever the Red Sox had or whoever the Dodgers had. But now it's or the Angels. Now there's there's in anybody. You got uh, Shohei Otani and uh, Mike Trout in Los Angeles or in Anaheim. And then you got obviously everybody in in the Dodgers, Bellinger. Um, who did they just get? Trevor Bauer. They have uh, Walker Bueller. Um, I'm missing some. Is it uh, Josh Turner? I don't know. 
uh, by names. No, yeah, but then yeah. everywhere, everywhere there's there's yeah. a, there's somebody. Uh, Nolan Arenado went to the Cardinals. Fernando Tatis. But have you ever have you, thought, have you thought that even even hockey's like making a little comeback? I don't know about hockey. hockey you don't know nothing about honest. hockey, but hockey is getting like stupid popular again. Mm. You want to talk about loyal fans? Those Stars fans are loyal. Yeah, those Stars fans are for real. Yeah, but they have championships to back it up. But honestly, for me, How this many? is just me. Nobody many? cares. As, well, as 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 bad as that sounds, right? It, it's like o- only the people that follow hockey know the meaning of their championship. But yeah. I'm not. You're not gonna say if if the if the Stars win again this year, it's gonna be bigger if the uh, bigger than the Mavs. Mm. If the Mavs win the championship, their their parade is gonna be crazy. Yeah. Their parade will be crazy. Uh, if the Cowboys, they're gonna lose it. Oh yeah, they're gonna lose it. If maybe the only thing that I could probably compare would probably be the Rangers, and honestly, I think the Rangers are more known and more sought after than the Stars. Yeah. Um, but back to what we were getting to. Um, you went to opening day, so how's the new stadium? I've n- I've never been in it, and I, it's just the what the third. You went on the third day. Yeah. That it was open to the public. Yeah. I mean, last year it was open to a, a certain amount of people, but. Um, not really to say that you got the full experience. There's only a couple of people that got it, but by the looks of the first opening day, a shitload of people have mm. experience and, and can tell you how, how it was. But me having you here personally and here now, I want to ask you, how, how how did you see it? I wanted to go on opening day just because I knew it was going to be lit. Just because of all the, you know, celebrations they have. Yeah. It's overrated, bro. I know. I didn't go because it was going to be too packed mm-hmm. and there's still COVID. Right. But I went on Wednesday because I knew people were going to be at work. Hopefully, it wasn't going to be lines everywhere. And, and the game was early, right? And the game was at 1. Okay. So, great time. No traffic. No lines to get in. Parking was good. It wasn't far. It wasn't, like, it wasn't expensive. It was good. Okay. Getting to my to my spot. Well, just walking in the door. Great experience, bro. Great, great. They, desi- they designed that place for... For baseball fans to, no matter where you sit, you'll you'll have a good view and you'll enjoy the game. Okay. When I walked in, I walked in through the, uh, I guess the outfield. I didn't know where the what entrance to take to get to the. I, I always sit on third base just because I, I'm always a away fan. So you just walked in. So I just walked. Well, any I, random. No, no. Well, I walked in at the door that was closest to my parking spot. Okay. So, uh, I just it was walking in straight next to a. Uh, Texas Live, the entrance is right there, like right next to the parking lot. Uh, Which is when, when you went in, what, where, where were you? Like as soon as you see the field, what do you see? Well, I walked in, and it was like where the suites are at. I guess that's the side where the suites are at. Okay. And you have to go up like the either go down or go up. So I went up a little bit, and uh, Pluckers was there. Oh, okay. So you were like in behind outfield, behind yeah, yeah. center field. Yeah, yeah. Close. And it was it was a... I mean, it was a great view from out there. I was like, man, I could just grab pluckers, screw my seats. I could just watch it from here. Yeah. But. You had company. I got to, yeah, and I got to, like, walk around, get to see. Like, I got there at a good time, so I got to see, like, everything. Uh, like, almost every view, so I would know, okay, when if I come at this time, the shade will be over here, the sun will be over there. It was, op- it was open, right? But it was, it was open. open. The sun was, it was perfect. The, the weather was perfect. Uh, the beers were cold. Everything was perfect. Right. So, great experience. Uh, the Rangers won that day. Um, it was a decent game. It was a good game. 
Obviously, there's more excitement in October whenever there's more on the line. Right now, of course, the season just started, so they're just knocking the rust off. That is true, but we're never in October. So yeah. That doesn't really matter, at least for the Rangers. The Rangers hardly ever make it to October. The only time they make it to October is in the very beginning when the season's about to be over and the real shebang starts. Well, that's why I'm not a Rangers fan. Um, but they did play the, the, Blue the Jays. Toronto Blue Jays. You know, you got Vladdy Guerrero. Unfortunately, George Springer wasn't available. He's yet to make his Toronto Blue Jay um, debut. So that's something to look forward to. Um, um, what's his name? Bo uh, Burchette? Um, I think that's his name. Burchette. So. Uh, sounds like I'm saying bullshit. But no disrespect. But uh, those, are, those are guys that are... are are guys that are you want to watch, especially when you see Toronto. You know, there's a couple of people, there's a couple of players, excuse me, that that you go and and see from each team. You know, there's there's somebody there that you gravitate to, and like I'm saying, the evolution of baseball is coming. You know, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people refuse to believe and to, um, not that they refuse to believe, but they uh, they refuse to take it in, like uh, accept it. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, except the fact that there's an evolution of baseball coming. Like, it's starting to get real. Like, it's exciting. Ronald Acuna Jr. in Atlanta. You got, like I said, Fernando Tatis and, and, um, with the Padres. Um, obviously, you got all the Astros players. There's excitement across the board of anybody you want to watch. Uh, and baseball, and we haven't even mentioned the Yankees yet. Mm-hmm. You know, the Yankees are always going to be the Yankees. The, the 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 Red Sox are going to be the Red Sox. They had a down year last year, but uh, they got Alex Cora back, their head coach, after mm-hmm. suspension. He gets to come back and take over the team and, and and get the team back together. So it should be exciting. Not saying they're going to win the World Series, but but they they'll, get they'll they have get a better run than last year. The fact yeah. that the Rangers sold everybody, they got rid of everybody. There's no more Elvis Andrews, no more Rudin Odor. Uh, Shinsu Chu is gone. Uh, Mazzara is gone. Mike Weiner is gone. Lance Lynn is gone. Robinson Chirinos is gone. Did I say Elvis Andrews? No, but yeah, Elvis he's, Andrews he's is gone. gone. That Everybody's the, gone. That was the best player they had for the last decade. Uh, he was the the longest reigning yeah. player. But for those who watch baseball, we knew Elvis Andrews is kind of like I'm not. I'm not. Um, how do you, how can I say? I'm not uh, criticizing his work ethic. But I think that the fact that he was already paid, mm-hmm. and they knew that their expectations, he could he couldn't put his expectations high because he, he knew the squad he had around him. Yeah, good group of guys, and mm-hmm. and you have fun, whatever. But to say like, or, or do you have a a postseason caliber squad? Probably not. It didn't no, look like it. No, they haven't had that since they made the World Series. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's kind of like uh, there's there's not a lot of pressure on me because you haven't me surround you haven't surrounded me with the right type of talent. So. It felt like they needed to get rid of him just to make some more room. They couldn't afford to pay him that much money. He was getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went to Oakland, so where most most players go after they leave the Rangers. Uh, Mike Miner's there. Um, I think uh, Jerks and Profar went there before he ended up with the Padres. Mm, so there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of movement, which I like in in some way because we've been rebuilding for years, bro. We've been rebuilding for years, and the fact that Chris Woodward comes in and and now he's scratched everything, flipped the page, ripped it, balled it up, threw it in the trash can, and we're starting brand new. Now you get to hold him accountable for what he does from this point moving forward because now you see he's gonna make his own squad. Like I want this guy, this guy, this guy, or whatever. 
and moving forward he has room for criticism because when you got there necessarily wasn't your team you took over a team you inherited a team that was already built you had to work with the uh with the players that they already had but if you don't see something you like you got to make changes you got to be the guy that's going to make the changes for the better of the team and damn it they made a whole lot of changes so we'll see what they do um with this um season and moving forward after the season uh unfortunately the stadium doesn't match the team playing in it i mean but a lot of good teams will be coming the only uh, team that they have in common is that it's new new yeah, stadium yeah. new team yeah so but, i mean we have uh i'm a fan of the Sox, so red Sox will come in uh end of the month and then after that uh the yankees come in uh in mid-may yeah, they'll come in, but that's like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday game. Yeah, so, so I'll be going to all of those games. Oh, lucky man. Well, uh, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll go to a Red Sox game, and then I'll go to a Yankees game. I've seen the Yankees a and, lot. But the Yankees games are going to be night games. Yeah, see, I have to work. So yeah. I'm not fortunate enough to go, but I've gone there. And you I've could take a nap before you go, and then take a nap Bro, after you get off. I have priorities that I have in place. There's a, there is a, well, there's a Thursday game that's at 1 o'clock, uh, but... You have to get off early. Right. So, I mean. Take a risk, bro. I'll be taking a risk if I listen to you. Right. I'm not doing that. But, but, okay. With that being said, baseball is back in full effect. We've had already controversial calls, controversial plays, controversial endings. So, it seems like baseball season. You know? Mm-hmm. Sounds like baseball all the way around. Ain't nothing like a summer night at the at the field, at the park, at the baseball park, watching a baseball game. Throwing a few back, enjoying a, uh, a baseball game with somebody by your side, having a good day. So, sounds like baseball season is in full effect, and hopefully, I get to experience some games. Cause I'm really trying to go this year after missing all of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, also, bro, let's move on to the next topic. We had uh, a women's showdown, right? Now, people might think, okay. Here we go with these bullshit fights that we don't know anything about, and you're gonna hype this fi- hype these fights up to be what they are not. Well, that's what a lot of people think, um, especially about women's boxing. You know, women's boxing is not a uh, a hot camaraderie mm. uh, when it comes to combat sports. I mean, the only um, uh, sport that actually puts on fights for women that are very sought after is UFC. And we've spoken about the way people think about women's basketball, women's soccer, um, and, and also women's boxing falls under that category. But this week, we saw—I mean, this week, this weekend—we saw uh, Shannon Courtney fight Emily, Ebony Bridges over the weekend on the zone. Now, let me tell you some. Let me tell you a little backstory on this, right? So, this kind of falls in line with what we were talking about baseball. How people are so used to it being a certain way, one way, and that being the only way. Um, And Ebony Bridges is the complete opposite to what that is. Um, When you see somebody weigh in, right, the, the, uh, the, not the casual, but the, the boxing fan that watches it, you know, you're not going to get anything from a weigh in, you know, you come in, you remove your clothing, you step on the scale, and that's it. Well, Ebony Bridges is not that. If anybody has seen Ebony Bridges, you watch her weigh-ins. Full lingerie, fam. I'm talking about you th- You would think she's about about to go uh, do some lingerie modeling. 
like I'm 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 you watch this weigh in it's like light but with that being said yes it might be good on the eye but it has to match right well, uh, I'm not talking about the the lingerie I'm talking about hmm. the fight like yes you can get eyes that way because you know the ultimate saying sex sells and yes it does but it, it sells to a certain extent if 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 you're doing all that for attention when it comes to the weigh-in but you do not perform in the ring mm, you're not really serving me a purpose right uh-huh. so shannon courtney is like the 100 percent boxing girl like she's a boxing 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 um she's uh what do they call it a student of the game uh-huh. she believes in the 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 tradition of boxing and the way that you're supposed to act, the way you're supposed to uh, um, do things, go about things. Like, she's just by the book, everything. So when you get somebody like Ebony Bridges coming in here with all this extra, it's just like, we don't, this is me talking to Shannon, yeah. Shannon Courtney. Like, we don't, we already don't get taken serious. Yeah. And you coming in with all this, and it's just like, this is what we're trying to get away from. We're not trying to be a sex symbol, oh, not sex symbols, but like, uh, we're not trying to sell box, women's boxing that way. Like, we don't have to stoop to that level to, to get eyes on this. We're trying to get eyes on boxing in a similar somewhat fashion as, you know, WWE. You know how WWE back then, they used to have bra and panties matches for, for women. They don't do that anymore. Now you have women uh, wrestlers, uh, women superstars, excuse me, um, headlining WrestleMania, headlining... Uh, uh-huh. uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Like, they're actually performing. They're actually getting put in, in, in ladder matches and all kinds of stuff. And I'm not trying to compare wrestling to boxing because, you know, it's, 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 there's a gap in between. Um, but but it has to. you have to step up a level when it comes to trying to get taken serious. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Shannon Courtney took offense to what Ebony Bridges was doing. But she's do, what, what her side is. Well, this is me, you know, just because I come in like this and 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 you portray me to be this person doesn't mean when I get in that ring, I'm not going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like, this is me being myself. This is what a women's boxing, you can say, is missing is personality. You know, you don't personality sells. Conor McGregor has his own personality. Jorge Masvidal has his own personality. Colby Covington has his own personality. Uh, Israel Adesanya has his own personality. These are all UFC fighters have personality. Um, when it comes to boxing, uh, Errol Spence has his own personality. It may not be the flashiest, but it's his own. Especially if you know him from here from Dallas. Um, Canelo Alvarez not, doesn't necessarily have a personality uh, per se. Like It's different because it's a language barrier. Yeah. You relate more to people that you understand, right? Definitely. Uh, even Vasil Lomachenko has personality in the ring when you see it. Yeah. Teofimo Lopez has his own personality. Shakur Stevens and so on and so forth. Personality sells in 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 sports, period. Yeah. NBA, you got personality. In the NFL, you have personality from everybody. Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, uh, whoever, Patrick Mahone, everybody. So this is what she's selling. Like I had this is my this is me. Like uh not only Will people get in tune with what I'm doing? Yes, because she has a body. She has a physique. Uh-huh. She wants to show it out. But 
this is me outside and but when i get in i'm full on i'm i'm braided up and and i have my gloves on and i'm ready to go yeah she hyped this fight up so much and not only did she do she do this but um matchroom hyped it up the fact that they spoke about they spoke about this fight more than the main event more than the actual co-main event yeah was just amazing i to me i felt like they sold this fight i was locked i saw this fight uh saturday I'm, I'm no i'm lying actually i missed it and i watched it sunday morning and, and i and i refused to get on twitter i didn't want to see anything i wanted to see it like i didn't know who won i didn't see anything uh no content on it so i just wanted to see it myself like that is the intensity that's going on outside the ring gonna match the intensity that's gonna be inside the ring because if it matches you're talking about something that's really gonna start brewing here like for I'm I'm honestly saying, women's boxing could be up to something with Ebony Bridges. Yeah, and not only that, not just because of what she's doing, but Shannon Courtney also got the light because she her boxing skill actually was put on uh, not a pedestal, but on a the light was shining on that specific fight. So you got to see two girls go at it. It was an amazing fight. It went ten rounds. Uh, for women's boxing, it's two-minute rounds. But they went 12, 10 rounds, action-packed, like complete action. I'm talking about, I don't want to compare it to Sean Wei, Zhang Wei Lee and uh, Joanna Yunjaychek on the UFC. You remember that fight. It was action-packed. Two women just battling, just going back and forth, back and forth. But it kind of reminded me of that of that fight because it was two girls going at it. They already had tension building into the fight. So, you know, there's mental warfare there's uh physical advantage that you want to prove there's uh bragging rights obviously and you got the eyes locked in on you for for future uh promotion uh-huh. uh shannon courtney ended up winning she um rocked ebony bridges a couple of times and um she ended up winning the wba bantamweight championship which puts her in line to fight rachel ball which she had lost to previously. Uh, Shannon Courtney is, um, she has seven wins, one loss. And that one loss came to Rachel Ball back then, back before um, she ended up, her, she started her comeback. She Shannon Courtney had fought Dora Nor- Norek back in uh, December 4th of 2020. And I saw that fight and I was kind of like, okay, uh, her opponent was just slapping her. It was no really no punching going on. It was just come forward and stay in your face and and push it to the ropes. There was no skill in that. There was no technique. There was no none of that. But Ebony Bridges was completely different. She was hitting the body. She was throwing jabs. She was throwing uppercuts, hooks, everything. She was she was A1 to me, even though she lost. She ended up with a closed left eye, I believe, and she could not see a damn thing. But she was throwing, and she she impressed. She really impressed me. Uh-huh. Like, anybody who wants to see this fight, just go to the zone if you have the zone. It will. Um, they'll they'll have it on the zone. Is Shannon Courtney versus Ebony Bridges, and if you don't, just go to her Instagram. Ebony Bridges um, is definitely somebody to take a look at on on their Instagram. And the zone has the highlights on YouTube. If they want to go ahead and do that too. Yeah, uh, good fight. Uh, both beautiful women. Yeah, they're both. Uh, uh, respect to the sport. Uh, yeah, that girl. She. She, she was bet, doing the most. But then... Doing the most. Yeah, she was doing the most, but then she maybe needed to do that, take, you know, going But for. she's been doing that, though. Okay. Yeah, I was like, well, maybe because she needed to make... 
Wait. Her, she wanted to do her own lane. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, ain't nobody doing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable with how I look to do it. It's not against the rules. No. It's so just, why why should why can't I do it? Yeah, but it, it it did look like they were doing a lingerie shoot or something like that. Yeah, and that's what Shannon Courtney didn't like. Like you're but bringing she, all but the she also attention. did. She also went like almost full lingerie just because she had a sports bra. The only difference. Yeah. Because she did. But remove, I felt like she felt. She. I think she felt like she needed to remove her yeah. sweats, which she shouldn't had. If she, if she if she made weight, she didn't have to. Yeah. But I think she just did it just because she felt like okay, now I gotta match. No, no. Yeah, because there was some some con- some some back and forth of her, of uh, Ebony Bridges saying if she wants to go to the weigh-ins and weigh her dad's undies, then pull up. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, well, what do you mean? Like I don't wear I don't wear like granny panties or nothing like that. When she's like, well. What's the problem then? Like, if we wear mostly the same thing, so what, what, why is it a problem? Just because we're in a more professional yeah. setting, that doesn't mean we're going to go into the ring wearing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people get undressed yeah. in the weigh-ins the whole time. And I think she was judging more her weigh-in attire than her actual boxing ability. Yeah, And that's a, what Ebony Bridges took offense of. It was a really good fight. It got bloody pretty early. Uh, yeah, they all had. They both had white, and yeah. they ended up almost all red. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty bloody, pretty intense, pretty physical. It was pretty much what you want to see in in a boxing fight. Like you yeah. want to see them get down. You want to see the the skill. You saw skill. You saw yeah. power. You saw everything. Yeah. It, this fight had it all. Yeah, it was like the perfect buildup. And I want this is the uh, this is the thing that we we wanted to see. Like, put the promotion behind this. There, yeah. There's always a, a lack of promotion behind and this. Boxing. This is on the. Uh, on the main card, right? This yes, is on the this, main card. Yes, this is that's on the main card. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this fight was the one that was the one that everybody wanted. Well, at least people who knew about the fight. And it was more popular in the UK because this was yeah. in London. So people wanted to see this fight more than the main event and the co-main event. That is yeah. crazy because that's what... Um, well, I think I think, I think uh, boxing is getting a lot of uh, tips or uh, seeing what UFC is doing. And now they're... Do yeah. you know who's the head of Metro? Eddie Hearn. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've said it before. Eddie Hearn is like the Dana White yeah, of boxing. Definitely. This is the guy that knows how to do this things is, the right this way. This is the way to do it. And uh, yeah, women's boxing, I think it'll be at a, at a whole different level. Moving if keep, forward. If they keep doing this. They're moving in the right direction. Keep adding top boxers, uh, men and, and female, and uh, putting them in, in good cards. You know, like don't, don't keep those good boxers, you know, in the in the shadows. Yeah, and and you need personality. Yeah, right. Put shine the light on their personality because they can relate to somebody that's watching. Somebody yeah. that's watching might be like, you know what, I'm more like her, or I'm more like her, and I like the way she fights, or I like the way she fights, and it gets people going, it gets people talking, it gets people excited, and it gets people uh, like uh, um, in tune and. Uh, uh, on on this certain fight on how this fight will play out now you're you're familiar with this fighter now you're you're going to be familiar the next time they fight and who they fight and now you get like the you get the um everybody that's under that umbrella of a, of a weight class and then you you know that's how you branch out that's how you get to uh, familiar with all these fighters and um for me i just think matchroom did it right i think they did a phenomenal a phenomenal job they even did a face off uh, back and forth, them speaking about what had what had happened, the backstory to everything, how the bad blood started. It was the perfect buildup for me. It, it caught my eye as soon as I saw these two, especially because I was familiar with Shannon Courtney. I had seen her fight, uh, her previous fight, and then Ebony Bridges. Well, she just popped up on my timeline, and you know, 
So I was just like, and this okay. was Saturday night? This was Saturday. No, it was actually in, in the evening. It was probably okay. like around. Because it was in the UK. Uh, no, it, it was in the UK, but I'm trying to remember when it was. Probably like afternoon, like 4 Yeah, because the, oh, the UFC fact, fight night. I mean, the, the, the UFC fight was during the day, too. It started at 2 p.m. Yeah, but it was at 2 p.m. Yeah, it was at 2 okay, p.m. because yeah. uh, El Clasico, Barcelona, Real Madrid were playing on at the time. Yeah, yeah. At, at, the, at that time, and that's when the fight was going on. So um, definitely kudos to Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing for putting on this uh Tremendous fight. Hopefully, they put and they shine the light and put the right promotion behind women's boxing to get the same response on future fights, just as much as successful as this fight was. Because when you talk about this card, you talk about this fight for sure, one hundred percent. Because this fight was amazing. It had everything. It really did have everything. Um, speaking of promotion and uh, and everything that comes with shining the light on certain things. This weekend, you have Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Now, we've spoken about how we feel about exhibition fights uh-huh. and crossover fights and what's going on. Um, and the fact that Regis Progre is fighting in the undercard of this fight, I've already spoken how I feel about how real fighters as far as... I mean, these are real fighters. As I mean, Jake Paul is a YouTuber, and uh, Ben Askren was a former uh, MMA fighter. He's retired now, but he's doing this exhibition fight just for... Uh, a good paycheck, not only that, but uh, he has some uh, history with Jake Paul. But now that I'm thinking about it and now that I'm seeing the uh, the blueprint behind everything, it's kind of good for Regis Progray to fight. For those who don't know, Regis Progray, 140-pound, uh, former champion, lost to Josh Taylor in his uh, previous fight. No, not this previous fight, but the one before that. Uh, close fight. Uh, but not a lot of people are familiar with Regis Progray. But the fact that he's going to be on this undercard gives him exposure. And that's what I mean about shining the light on certain people, on certain fighters that lack that sort of promotion, that that um, that uh, attention, uh-huh. and that need the the platform to be noticeable, to be uh, put out there, to expose themselves, and they need more exposure. And the fact that the Ben Askren Jake Paul fight is going to be a big fight for me. It's promo- the promotion has been good, uh, the build up has been good. Jake Paul has his fan base that that root hard for him, and I feel bad for Ben Askren. I feel like he's going to get his ass kicked, honestly, because Ben Askren doesn't have any hands, in my opinion. And the fact that Jake Paul had a couple of people that were lined up to trying to fight him, like. Uh, um, What's his name? Uh, what's, the, what's that dude's name from uh, the Hangs of Well with Conor McGregor? You know who I'm talking about? He he got a. Uh, oh, this is gonna kill me. He hangs around with uh, with Conor McGregor. He's he's a sparring partner sometimes. His, uh, Dylan Dennis. That's what I'm talking okay. about. Dylan Dennis. He, he wanted to fight Dylan Dennis. Uh, if you if I mean you saw the video went viral when he pulled up on him while he was shooting a, a food truck diaries with. Uh, with uh, Brandon Schaub, and he threw eggs at him, right? He, or water balloons, I'm sorry. It was water balloons. And it went viral and shit. And, but that was going to be the same outf- out- outcome because he doesn't have any hands either. So Jake Paul really doesn't have anything to worry about. To me, I feel like Jake Paul is moving, is coming into this fight thinking, this guy can't hurt me. So if, any, if anything goes bad, he cannot knock me out. So at least we got, we got that done. I won't be 
humiliated. Um, worst thing, worst case scenario, he gets exhausted, fatigued, and can't throw no more punches. Then the fight just goes south, uh-huh. and he loses. But to me, just Ben Askren, just it's not it, bro. He just doesn't have any hands. He's never been the guy to be, um, to be known for him getting knockouts or um, having tremendous boxing ability. He's always been a wrestling guy. So the fact that you're going into a boxing match, a boxing fight with boxing rules, you cannot take down, you cannot do anything, you cannot kick, you cannot knee, you cannot grapple. Only boxing rules. You can only box. And that was your weakest out of your whole arsenal. That was your weakest um, mm-hmm. part of your game. The way I see it, it might be, I don't know. To me, he has to win. Not not because of his boxing skills, but his athletic skills. Being an MMA uh, fighter, you have to have conditioning. So boxing is mainly conditioning, stick and move. <clears throat> Let's say he doesn't have the power. Let's say he doesn't have the best skills to box. I think he has probably the upper hand just because he's taking punches from real bo- from real fighters. That is true. So he knows. I think this whole time that he's been training, he has just had to just train on surviving or I guess making the right punches. I mean – the right hooks, the right you know uppercuts that you need to do. Cause I don't. To me, this is common sense for him. Okay, yeah, that is true. But from what people and from what I've seen, no, yeah, he's not. He's not a boxer. No, Jake Paul can actually fight. Yeah, like, but he only has two two fights on his. I'm belt. not saying he's Floyd Mayweather. No, he only has two fights under his belt, and they've been against people that are not boxers. Um. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, ben Askren is not a boxer. He's not, but he's a he's a MMA. Well, he's a fighter. So he knows pretty, the sport. Yeah, he knows the sport, but it's kind of equal in a way because this guy's brand new. This guy's not. But you known cannot for compare Brandon Askren to a basketball player. Yeah, it's, that is true. You know, I cannot. But I mean, would it surprise you if Jake Paul beats Ben Askren? No, uh, it, no, it won't surprise me. I would just feel like Ben Askren sold himself. There's no reason why he should lose this fight. Not, I don't, I, I don't believe. You're already he'll, putting he'll, that in your head. He'll have to either sell the fight, like just sell himself, put up a fight, and lose on purpose. Come on, fam. There's no reason why. If if he does, then... Why would you embarrass yourself on national te- television? What would be national? Pay-per-view television. He's not, M- he's not a UFC fighter no more, so he's getting paid pretty good. He is getting paid pretty good. So he might make it believable where they'll do a rematch. Um... Or he'll or he'll end up doing he'll end up moving to exhibition fights. I mean, it, it just depends on what and who it's against. But I just think that Jake Paul is just gonna Jake Paul is gonna want to show he has something to prove as far as like people constantly uh, throwing shade at him. Nah, saying he's, he's just, a YouTuber. To me, he is a YouTuber. That's what I'm saying. He's See, a guy, he's people a, like you that don't believe in no, his skill set. Uh, of course. There's going to be a lot of people like me. People don't believe in uh, Ben Askren's skill set. Uh, he's an actual fighter. He has, what, like 16, 17 fights under his belt? Yes. So he has no reason to lose this fight, like you said. But I still believe he will lose this fight because he, he doesn't have power. It's not about power. Yes, I think. it is. You mean to tell me if Ben Askren hits um, hits Jake Paul 
solid in the in in the chin that Jake Paul will go down. He might get rocked or maybe, but I've never seen Ben Askren hit anybody and rock them. NCAA. Jake Paul has power. Yeah, he's a wrestler. He's an NCAA. Olympic. Wrestler. Olympic. I know, but, but I'm talking You're about. You're not going to wrestle in there, bro. No, but I'm talking about the level of uh, dedication, the level of discipline. Have you seen his body? I'm he talking is... about to, to actually perform. I know he's not in the best shape. Oh, How long has. Been? When was his last fight? Was it whenever he lost to Masvidal? Uh, no. He lost. He lost to somebody else after Masvidal. I can't remember who exactly he lost to, but. But he has lost before. He lost before at Masvidal. And he was a champion at Bellator. And won. Well, and, and, How and long that ago won. was that, bro? I'm telling you. Let's just I'm go. just saying if you're able to get there, you should have somewhat knowledge of how to fight. Let me tell you this. Shaquille O'Neal was at one point one of the best centers in the world. Yeah, bro. But can she- he go right now one-on-one against, uh, who can I say? Uh, he's only 36 years old. I want to say... Shaquille O'Neal? No, I'm talking about Ben Askren. Oh, Ben Askren. He's 36 years old and probably like a 50-year-old man's body. Nah, bro. He's doing it for the dad bods out there. You know what I mean? Nah. He's well, putting yeah. it on for the dad bods. Maybe. That's what he's doing. I do not believe he stands a chance in this fight. I'm sorry. Even though he has a lot of accolades, he's definitely more decorated than than uh, Jake Paul. But Jake Paul has power. If Jake Paul has... If Jake Paul has trained as much as he's spoken about this fight, trash talk about about Ben Askren, I believe he can knock him out and outdo him. He's 12 years younger, so it'll be basically like, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of hype behind this fight, honestly. So this is this is a good fight for people to tune into this weekend, especially it being uh, entertainment based. You know, it's not really like for any bell, any. Uh, any rankings? There's no nothing really. Only bragging rights and self-esteem. That's it. Because if you lose to Jake Paul, it's pretty bad for you. The good thing is that you're retired. Well, he's retired. The good uh, thing is that you're retired. Look, the way I see Jake Paul is just doing something he likes. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's starting. just he's just he's beginning. He's not. He's never going to be a pro boxer. No, he's never. No, but he's able to make money right now. He's smart. He's making more money than actual boxers. He's smart. Yeah. He has a boxer, a contender, a future world champion as his undercard. That comes to show you what kind of attention yeah, he brings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that helps those kind of I mean, fighters he, he that knows don't get how, that kind of attention. How, he knows how to sell a uh, market. Uh, and he has a fan base. Any type of events. He has a fan so, base. If you have a fan base and you bring and it equals money, yeah. well, then it makes sense. Yeah. If it makes money, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, he's just having fun fighting people. I think you gotta have a little bit more than fun. He's making money. Yeah, but you gotta have a little. You, people gotta take you serious. You're not gonna be. I don't, I don't think losing. he cares about people taking him serious. I think he does. No, nah, I think he's just having fun and he's fighting people that he wants to fight. I mean, this is inter- in in one in a, in a way it's entertaining. The only way I don't li- the reason why I don't like it is whenever if it was celebrity against celebrity, yeah, you know that's entertaining. Yeah, but whenever real fighters. Stand down to that level. There should be a code where if you're if you're professional, you should only fight professional. So you're specifically talking about Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah, fighting. No, well Ben Askren, Julio Cesar Chavez, 
And well, uh, Ben Askren is retired. Let's get that understood. He's retired. He's so retired, he but he's still a he's still a professional uh, boxer. No, he's not. I mean, I'm a professional MMA fighter. No, he's not. He was at one point. He's he, been he's been champion at two different divisions. Oh yes, he was. And he's was a UFC. Was was all over exactly that argument you just said. Just so like it doesn't just matter like whenever him. Mayweather fought uh, Connor. Same. I, I didn't he agree was, with that. He was retired. That was it. It's just an exhibition fight. Like Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is still an active fighter. He's not retired. He should be retired. Yes, he should, and and he should be rightfully criticized for what he's doing. Um, but Ben Askren is retired. But the fact that if you lose to a YouTuber with, I mean, at least Ben Askren has a. Nah, I, has at this point, well, because he's retired. I mean, I think it's a it's it's a money move. But you definitely had time to get in shape. But I don't take it serious. You don't take it serious. So if he gets knocked out, in, uh, did you like the Nate Nate Robinson knockout when I he got knocked out? I didn't care for it. I mean, I know you didn't. People care talked for about it. it. I mean, you saw the knockout. I saw it live. What did it, did it make you say? Damn! I saw it live because I saw the. He got popped. No, because I saw the Tyson fight. The Tyson fight. That's yeah. the only reason why I saw it. Because okay. I was going to watch Tyson go at it with somebody that was both of them were great boxers in their time. Let me let me let me let me let me break down what you're trying to make. You're saying you were watching a 50 year olds fight and you were entertained. Yeah, by 50 year olds. Yeah, fam, you can see two crackheads in the in the outside, and and you're gonna say I'm gonna stand here and watch yeah, these but guys these are people, plug it out. But these are uh, former boxers that live a disciplined life. Maybe they're not. Uh, they're not in fighting. Mike Tyson living a disciplined life. Did you see him four years ago? That dude was like four hundred pounds. Mike Tyson. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, he got down in shape, but he disciplined himself. Exactly. He yeah. was able to do that and get back into into shape. And bro, he was a. If he wanted to, he would have knocked him out, bro. bro I think there were so many times that he's just like, now nah, I need to slow. I need to slow it down. You can't go by what they were, and you got to worry about what they about, are I'm, now. I'm talking about what I saw. Okay, but that's what would I'm you would you take a punch from Mike Tyson right now? No, because he'll, no. he'll probably knock you out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but he still is, has that power. But does Ben Askren have he, any of those? He just has nothing. He know, but he knows he's still in age to be. Are we good. betting on this fight? You want to bet? 20? It sounds like you want to bet. You, I will give you Ben Askren, and I will take Jake Paul. All right. Okay, that's it. We heard it here. I won't first. even. I won't even watch the fight. I'll just wait for the highlights. Yeah. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna waste my time. Yeah, but. I just I'm pretty see sure. I'm pretty sure he's he's he. There's no way he should lose. There's no way. Yeah, he shouldn't. But it sounds like he will. I I'm intrigued. Please watch the Regis Progre fight. Regis Progre is somebody that's actually trying to come up and get back to a world title uh, fight before um, 2021 ends. Because I believe Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez fight for the undisputed championship this May and. If Jose Ramirez, uh, pretty much whoever wins, is going to vacate and and then move up to 147 pounds. One of them is going to stay. One of them is going to lo- one of them is going to move up, or maybe they'll both move up. But Regis Progre wants to be a champion again in 140 pounds before they leave, uh-huh. uh, before he leaves to 147 pounds. So please watch the Regis Progre fight. Regis Progre is a guy from New Orleans. After Katrina moved to Houston, very very interesting fighter. He's uh he and is this, a personality. This was on the same card. Yeah, it's on the same card. It's the undercard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the Coleman event. Excuse Coleman me. Coleman event. So for sure, that's going to be a good fight for me. Regis Progre is a must watch TV at all times. He is a personality. If you want to see somebody that will 
that will catch your attention. Regis Progress is definitely that dude. Okay, bro, last topic before we get up out of here. This shit just is ridiculous to me. I mean, let me take that back. There's nothing ridiculous about accusations, uh, trauma. Um, and I'm not saying these people are lying. Let's get that out there before I start saying what I'm about to say. I'm not saying they're lying. I'm not saying none of that. This is the conspiracy theory for, uh, part of the podcast, right? We're having a conspiracy theory. Yeah, we're, we're just right? shooting the shit here. Yeah. This is something you'll just bring up at the barbershop or you just bring out with friends. But we're going to say it here on the podcast. So I just feel like let's just throw it out there. This is something that everybody's, let's see if it this is somebody that everybody's talking about that probably ain't talking about. Yeah, it. let's see if this sticks. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so Deshaun Watson is being uh, accused of of uh, sexually harassing, I think about like 21. Multiple women. Yeah, multiple massage therapists. Um, right now, he's in deep shit, if, if, I'm, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Just because of the accusations and the amount of accusations that are being thrown out there. And uh, I don't know about you, but I saw Deshaun Watson since he was in Clemson in college. You know how I feel about college football. These guys, uh, I love watching them evolve from college to to the rookie year to what they've become now, right? To their first big contract. Just recently signed last year, I believe. And they have a terrible season, just like most Houston Texans seasons have gone since he's been there. And he finally says he's had enough. I don't want to be here no more. Get me the out of here. You know what I mean? And rightfully so. This is a guy that has talent, and it's completely going to waste. First of all, he had a horrible head coach. And... When he first got there, he should have been the starter. When he first got there, his rookie year, mm. and I had, I think his name was Tom Savage, bro. Please look that up for me. Uh, um, Deshaun Watson's rookie year, he, who was his, uh, who was he behind? Uh, see when uh, Deshaun Watson was drafted, and see who was on the roster. And it's, it was, I forgot, I'm forgetting his first name, but I know for, for sure his last name was Savage, and he was should, Deshaun Watson should have been their starter, and they. Um, for the Texans, right? For the Houston Texans. And the head coach. Damn, I forget. I even forget his head coach. He's now the offensive coordinator in Alabama. I don't know how I'm forgetting his name. But he wanted to see what he had, right? And uh, long story short, he should have been the starter. Ended up being the starter. And it, it just started off weird. It just started off weird. So, you know, Houston Texans was already on some bullshit. Just, it was Osweiler, bro. No, but there was another guy. When 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 uh, when Deshaun Watson got drafted? Yeah, twenty seventeen. That's when he got drafted. Yeah, but there was somebody after that. Savage. Uh, look, look at the quarterback. It was something savage. I can't remember what it was. Um, but anyways, um, so he's being accused, right, of of sexually harassing all these women. Here's my theory, and you tell me if I'm full of shit. What is a what are the odds and what coincidence, right? That the year nothing has came out. He's been in the league. If you say he's been there since twenty seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, this would be his fifth season. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say it is. How is it possible? I mean, it's definitely possible, but from what I believe, he's gone through this being the absolute model citizen. The model quarterback, the professional quarterback that he is, as professional as they come, and the year that he says, I'm not coming back. Trade me. I'm out. 
I don't want to be here anymore. Is the year that all this comes out. So my question to you is, do you think the Houston Texans have something behind behind all of this? Saying, oh yeah, you don't want to come, you don't want to play for us? All right. Oh, we're going to destroy you. We're, we're, we're about to do something because we just paid you. And you're going to leave us? And you're going to make us look bad? And you refuse to come to practice? You refuse to talk to us? You don't even want to see us at all? Okay. Well, we're about to show you what, who and what is, uh, and who you're dealing with. Who you're dealing with. We can, just like we made you, we'll break you. Tom Savage? Tom Savage. So it was Tom Savage. Well, hold on. And uh, so we'll break you. And I feel like that's what's happening. I, to me, this is this is my opinion. There's no facts behind this. Do not quote me on this. I have no evidence of this. All I'm saying is that I feel some type of way about Deshaun Watson wanting to leave this season and doing everything possible to get traded. And they hit him with all these accusations, which kills his character, kills his image, which makes people not want to go after him anymore. His his uh, his um, his demand, his high demand of of people wanting him as their head of their organization has completely diminished. It's yeah. gone. It's shattered. Yes, yeah, just because of these accusations. Twenty seventeen, he was drafted four hundred and sixty five thousand dollars, first round, twelfth pick, coming out of Clemson. Yeah. So, I just. I don't understand. I don't understand how all this happened all in this offseason. All in this offseason. It's just mind-boggling to me that 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 this guy that we've seen for so long, um, that these type of accusations never crossed our mind. Never did we think he would do something like this. And I'm not saying he didn't do it. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying it's just... Makes me raise an, out, an eyebrow and, and question and ponder, like, okay, what, what a coincidence that when he wants to leave, all these accusations are coming out. Because you'd be surprised what an organization would do to make you stay there. And now we're, you're going to say, none of these teams want you. We're willing to bring you back in and, and play for us, but not knowing that they were the ones doing everything in the first place. Yeah, They know what they're doing. And like I said, there's no facts behind this. I'm just speaking some bullshit. Could be the same shit that happened to Antonio Brown. Could it be? No, but see, he his his actions were there. He had history. Yeah, but his was on video. He had everything. Yeah, so yeah. So these are accusations. Antonio Brown had actual evidence. We saw all his shenanigans. And Deshaun Watson is like. You're just getting accusations. So you're dealing with what people say against what you say. Yeah. The amount of people that are accusing you to the common denominator, which is just you, yeah. makes you look bad, you know? And and it sucks that you can't come out and defend yourself if it's not true. Hopefully it's not true. And and I'm not I'm not choosing sides here, right? I, I'm I'm hoping I'm not sounding like I'm choosing sides. Because if this is the case and he did do this, well then he should be punished for everything he's done. One hundred percent. But uh, this is a accusation that I feel like. But do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Like that. That's just what my. But what, what I. What came to my head when all this is happening? Like what the. F- 
I'm saying it could be conspiracy. It could be they're trying to, you know, just make him look bad that way nobody else will have That's want him. That's what I'm saying. Or so he'll have to settle and stay with them. That's what I'm saying. It's possible. But it's it's weird. It's not uh what you say it's not a reach. I yeah. mean, it's it's something that people. I'm pretty sure it's crossed people's heads. Yeah, but they just wouldn't refuse to say it because if you say it now, you're saying all these all these females are lying, and but that's not something you want to come out saying, you know, because you don't want to you don't want to choose sides. Yeah. I mean, I'm not choosing sides, but, but I'm just then saying. again, I mean, they're massage therapists. I'm pretty sure with ball players, that's something that it's common. It's both. It goes both ways. I mean, fam, I've seen accusations. There's one that already came out. She said. He put his balls on her hand. Like, that's kind of like, it's not like she's no. rubbing against him. No. It's just that he went out of his way to do that. Th- that's, those are accusations. I'm not saying those are facts. Those are just what, the, what they're accusing But I want to say, doing. I want to say at the level of athleticism that he plays at, like, he's a, he, he's a top five quarterback. Yeah. So, at the level that he plays, he knows there's a lot of stuff on the line. Yeah. You don't do stuff like that when you have a lot to lose. People say, well, how come you don't have a girlfriend that will pleasure you? No, I mean, but I'm, that, pretty, sure, that I'm pretty sure he could get whoever he wants. No, I'm no, pretty no. sure he's at an age that he doesn't want to get involved or you Man, know, or doesn't need to. He has a girl. That's what is it's like. It's like, why would he do this when he has a female at home? Like, I'm not saying he's doing, but like, no, nah, but he's a. How ball- does that make sense? He's a baller. I mean, this could be. He doesn't even look like that type of guy, though. This could be that. It it could be the team hiring a whole bunch of females that want to make a whole bunch of money. That's what I'm saying. The, the Houston Texans have money to pay, yeah. to pay them. No, not even the Texans. He does to get sued. They're like, okay, maybe one won't stick. Two won't stick. Twenty? That's a lot. Now, that will diminish your character yeah. for sure. So, that, like I said, like we just finished saying, that will diminish. Not saying that they're lying, but it's a possibility that it could happen because there's a lot of money you can make here. God damn it. I know somebody thought of this. Yeah. I know we're not the only ones talking and thinking about this just right now on the spot. I mean, I know they've thought about this for sure because he's been like a model professional. Yeah. It's like if accusations just come out tomorrow of Dak Prescott and like 40 people just come out. It's just like, God damn, like what the hell? How, how how does this happen from one night to the next? I just don't understand it. That's just the conspiracy part of this episode because I don't know what the hell is going on over there. It's a lot of women coming out, and, legal battles, and it's something that it could have been could have been said from former players. But there's a lot of players that have been leaving the Texans. So, but when you're head of your organization, it, it could leaves, be that it could be that they're desperate to do something like this. That's what I'm saying. JJ Wan left. They made a dumb deal, giving away D Hop. There you go, and now you uh, and now you, the head of your organization wants to leave. Says I'm not coming back. I don't care what y'all talking about. Y'all ain't talking about nothing. Y'all been saying this, this, and this, and y'all do the complete opposite. It's like you're diminished. You diminished their reputation. So we're about to diminish yours. Mm-hmm. So let's see who ends up on top because we're still going to be the Houston Texans at the end of the day. But with this. I don't know how you coming back from this. And honestly, I really don't care. You said you didn't want to come back. Don't come back. But let's see who hires you now. You saw how they did Kaepernick. Huh? Stuff like that. Yep. So it's kind of like, to me, it's, it's just, it's not foreign to hear what we're saying. To me. I, I can honestly, I'd be surprised if somebody has never, hasn't thought about this. Whether anybody has said it, it's completely different. 
Whether you agree, you probably don't agree, but that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. We'll catch you next week. Take it easy, man. One love.